Hello and welcome to WeChats. Today's guest is my very dear friend Gordon Howie. He's a brilliant, award-winning motion designer based in Glasgow, and he's here today to tell us all about his work and the animation industry in Scotland. Welcome, Gordon. How are you? I'm so happy to see you here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's so good to see you. <laughs> okay, well, uh, please tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and what you do and where you're from and all of that. Can you give us a little taste, <laughs> please? Yeah. Hi, so my name is Gordon Howie. I'm a freelance motion designer based in Glasgow in Scotland. So for anyone who doesn't know, a motion designer is someone who draws techniques from both animation and visual effects. Um, and generally a motion designer, the way I describe it is like a spectrum. So on one side, you've got people who do 2D animation or things that are based on more traditional animation techniques. And then the other side of the spectrum, you've got people who do 3D, kind of particle simulations, realistic rendering and stuff like that. And then you also get people in the middle. So there's kind of like, it's hard to define motion graphics because so many people do so many different things. Um, but for myself, I do more toward 2D animation. Um, so I do things like music videos, uh, infographics for businesses, um, and I'm currently working on a uh, a kids TV show at the moment um, called Tom Gates, which is an adaptation of a book series, which has been really good fun. That's, that's that in a nutshell. <laughs> I know what you're talking about because I'm in the same field, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, that was a, a very good explanation for the people that don't know much about animation. So a, a kids TV show, that sounds amazing. Is it uh, like airing right now? Can we watch it uh, somewhere? Or yes. So like a, a project in it, the making. So yeah, we're just finishing it off, but the first 10 episodes are out and about. Um, so you can watch it on Now TV or Sky Kids. Um, so yeah, it's really good fun. It's kind of like, I don't know if um, you ever watched Art Attack, if that ever came over to Mexico, where it's kind of like... A yes, of course I watched Art yeah. Attack. I'm a 90s kid. It was uh -huh. amazing. Yeah. I love that show so much. So, so much. Nice. It was amazing. So it's kind of got a little bit of that so flavor. Kind of like that. Yeah, but there's also like a, a sort of animated narrative section to it as well. Um, so yeah, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, about this boy's life called Tom Gates and, you know, he's like at school and what him and his friends got up to. And uh, and yeah, and then there's also the live action stuff, which is kind of like Art Attack. So it, it's been really fun to work on. It's like mixed media. There's a lot going on and... Uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. If anyone's got kids who love to like draw or be creative, they should definitely watch it. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. No, and that links like to the next question because now you got me thinking, you know, when I was a kid and I watched Art Attack, that really, like, I don't know, I always loved drawing and all of that. And my parents were like really supportive. Uh, you know, they're architects, so they love drawing as well. So they like really encouraged my artistic spirit. But that show had a, like a great impact on like my future life choices you know I, I, yeah. I, I thought I remember thinking that that was like a dream job you know, like like just yeah. make uh, art for for a living and have fun as you know in this childish uh, creative way so uh, what made you get into animation and all of that how did you decide to uh, you know get in the, this career career path so it it started so I've always been quite creative and 
when I was younger, it started with me um, making short films and doing a lot of writing. Um, and I knew that that was something that, you know, when I was like a teenager, I was making loads of short films. And, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a filmmaker one day. And at, at that point, you know, I loved animation and I was quite artistic, but I never considered that as a career choice for myself. So when I went to uni, I was doing filmmaking and screenwriting. And throughout that, I was learning little bits of visual effects. And I think the software I was using, which was After Effects, yeah, after a while, I realized I could actually use that to create character animations. And it, yeah, so it was sort of like a weird evolution of me wanting to tell stories to me wanting to make animations. And yeah, so it was kind of, I started in films, I did a little bit of visual effects, and then I've ended up in the sort of world of animation. So it was kind of like a, a natural progression, I think. Um, yeah, I love telling stories, and I also love art and illustration. So it was like a great midpoint of those two things. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, like, you're really good at graphic design as well. So did you, like, take any formal training in that and then just, like, mixed it? Or was it just, like, your natural talent coming out? Uh, so, yeah, I guess, like, my graf graphic design elements and sort of illustrative stuff was more of a hobby that I was doing. So I guess I had more formal training in, like, the writing aspect and the kind of management of a film project, which I think, you know has been completely useful in the animation world because obviously the screenwriting element and the filmmaking side of things obviously feeds into animation because it's all about telling narratives so it definitely is super useful um, and my graphic design and illust illustrative skills I guess were more just a hobby that yeah it was like a, a blend of all of those things came together and that's kind of what's got me here now so no oh, but yeah you're, you're right and that's great and that's something that I find like really I don't know fascinating like how you can use like visual elements to support a narrative you know like color for instance can be like so strong when telling a story uh, and, and even like the shapes you know on the line that can give you like so much connection with with the story so yeah, yeah I, I love that bit as well I think that's one of my favorite things about animation is that you can communicate like emotion without saying a word and to me that is so you know and because of that it means that it translate it transcends any language so yeah I just find that such a powerful medium to work in and, and some of my favorite animations are the ones that are completely you know silent and it's all kind of physical and based on the movements that make you feel something so I love animation so much yeah, and that's great because that makes them like international as well right like you yeah, don't need absolutely. any translation you can like understand everything just by watching the the images and that's yeah that's really great no because yeah. I, I I love this as well and I, actually I'm thinking I, I'm gonna invite you as well to give a, a, a lecture a guest lecture oh, to oh, no. my students <laughs> oh Give me lots of time to prepare for it. Yes, I will. I will. Cool. <laughs> no, but it's like really interesting because as you say, like digital artists like often take different paths, right? Like you can go like fully into like 3D animation and CGI or illustration or motion graphics. So it's um, nice that you get like a, a, a broader vision of like all the options yeah. out there like for your choices, right? So it's I think I wish I had more of that when I was younger. I think if I had known at a younger age, like all of these options were there for me, I think I would have made decisions much earlier. Whereas I feel like 
yeah, I've kind of evolved into this, like what I'm doing now. Whereas, yeah, I wish I had known this much earlier. And then who knows what where I could have been at this point now, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely showing younger kids, like this is the kind of job you can have. And, you know, these are the ways to get into it. It's super important. So, yeah, yeah, I'm totally up for uh yeah, helping you. out and giving a lecture that'd be fun <laughs> yes I, i'll plan it and let you know but but yeah you're right also i i think it's the same for me if i had known earlier i might have chosen differently like i don't regret anything i love my job you know but it's yeah. weird that i got into education because i never considered it <laughs> like before but i i really like it but i i don't know like i think sometimes uh, kids have to make these choices like very early on and then and they don't really know how like real life is going to be like and they uh, you know. yeah yeah but, but yeah so if, if we can help giving some inspiration that would um, and guidance yeah. that's that's great and that that gets me to the next question how how is it uh, in in scotland to get a job in this field how do you feel the industry is developing is it like very strong is it just like starting or how do you feel that the, the industry the animation industry is uh, developing there so i think as a whole the animation industry in scotland is really strong and um, i think we've got a lot of studios that are definitely you know it seems each year there's more and more exciting opportunities happening um again though because motion graphics is this weird kind of offshoot of animation um I feel like it's slightly different in that motion graphics, from my personal point of view, has definitely been getting more popular over the years. And not just in Scotland, I think everywhere, you know, so many companies now are on social media and it's all about visual content and having, you know, if you're scrolling past something, it has to be engaging. So definitely I feel like there's an increase in the demand for motion graphics. Um, so yeah, definitely in Scotland, there's, I feel like there's always work, you know, kicking about for motion designers. Um, and it's just, you know, connecting people together and finding that work. But yeah, I, th I think as, as a whole, the Scottish industry, in terms of more 3D orientated animation, yeah, from my experience, I feel like the industry is slowly but surely getting bigger and better. And from a motion graphics point of view, definitely, you know, more and more companies are looking for motion graphics now because of social media and yeah, that kind of pushing that sort of brand identity and sort of engaging with their audience, I think is becoming more and more important. And then obviously they come to someone like us who help, you know, engage people with fun animations and yeah, being able to communicate their story and their, uh, their values and stuff like that. No, that's great. No, and I asked this because I know like some countries have like a, a stronger point in different areas, you know, like uh, like the film industry, like uh, animated film industry is like super strong in Canada, for example. No? So a yeah. lot of my students like really look forward to like, like, oh, I want to go to Vancouver and be a filmmaker, you know, that kind of thing. So sometimes they're like, you know, like just monitoring where in the world it is that, that the industry is growing in that particular aspect. Like here in Mexico, like the animation industry, as you say, it's like, um, well, it's, it's growing, you know, it's a rather new field, but, but it's growing steady. So we have like some studios that are like developing films like Anima Studios, or, but, but they're like very specific, uh, like for films. 
but uh, there are a lot of other smaller studios that are more focused on, on marketing and publicity. So yeah, you just have to find the, like the right fit for yeah. you, right? But, but yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, it's exciting to be somewhere where the industry is this new because that means you can get like a lot of opportunities like yeah. as they're created, right? But Definitely. yeah, sometimes they I get think... like discouraged because they want to like be in the big studios like Disney or Pixar, you know, like something yeah. huge and like, no, yeah, come on, like start smaller and then you can climb up the ladder, you know, that, that kind of thing. But, but yeah, as you say, like social media, I think that's a, like a new niche, you know, for a... a yeah another kind of audience and it's getting like super strong and also the video game industry is getting yeah. there's a lot of work there as well for digital artists so so would you say like that that like the the publicity side of uh, like motion design is like the strongest in Scotland or have you seen any um, like film big film productions lately in the animation I think in Scotland there's there's so many various studios that do different levels of production. And I think there's a place for all of that really in Scotland. I think there's definitely some studios that are doing much more cinematic and high, uh, you know, I guess higher production value pieces. And then there's other studios that are doing more social media and marketing focused. So yeah, there's a wide variety of um, talent and creativity happening. Um, I definitely know that, you know, I think Scotland as a whole, so there's a conference that happens every year called Move Summit. And that's basically everyone in the Scottish animation industry gets together. We all discuss like, you know, there's different talks, there's different panels and all that kind of stuff about the future of the industry. So I think there's definitely an excitement to progress it further and to make it more uh international and recognized as like a Canada or an Ireland. So yeah, I definitely think it's a, a fun and exciting place to be and there's, there's room for everyone. That, that's great, you know, like to, to see uh, how these new fields of work are created because uh, one of the questions I get a lot like from parents when I'm like, <laughs> you know, uh, giving all the information you know, when kids are interested in getting into this field is like, is he going to get a job, like a real job? You know, it's a concern. Mm. I don't know if that's the same in, in, in Scotland, but there's still like a stigma towards like creative um, careers, saying that, you know, people think that it's safer to get like into more traditional, you know, science or uh, managing or that kind of uh, a field. And they're like still scared of letting their kids go into like a creative sector because they think that it might, it might be really hard to get a job, but that's slowly fading. Yeah, We're really I, working really hard towards like changing that, that mindset because like the creative industry is one of the strongest like worldwide, right? It's a, yeah. a very and lucrative I, I, uh, industry, I would say. So we have to really work uh, towards like getting rid of that uh, old stigma and, and wrong idea. You know? Like artists uh, are not going to get real jobs ever but i don't know if it, is, is it the same over there like there's still like this perception of, or i think it definitely used to be that way <clears throat> excuse me i think when i was younger certainly it was sort of perceived like a pipe dreamish to want to work in the film industry or to want to work in yeah kind of visual media i think was almost like 
oh, do you want to be the next Steven Spielberg kind of attitude? Whereas I think definitely now it's much, I feel like there's much more visibility and obviously social media and like YouTube and everything else. Like I think kids have got a much better idea of different opportunities out there. And like we were talking about earlier, I think if I had been more exposed maybe to what was happening behind the scenes in the industry, I might have taken a different path. So yeah, I I feel like uh it's definitely getting better, but I agree that there is definitely like a hangover of people thinking that, you know, visual media and filmmaking and stuff like that is quite a pipe dream and it's difficult to get into. But yeah, I think if you're passionate about what you do and, you know, you practice and keep going at it, you know, anything's possible. So yeah. Keep dreaming. Yeah, it's so cheesy. It's true, though. It's true. I know. You know, actually, the the reason why I wanted to get into animation in the first place is because I really wanted to work at Disney, you know, because I I remember watching all these movies and being like so, uh, I don't know, mesmerized by the the colors and the movement. I want to work there when I grow up. Of course, that didn't happen, but but I, I'm quite pleased <laughs> the way things went like uh, career-wise and I don't know if you, uh, you remember I told you this like when we were studying in Glasgow once uh, Irina and I found out about um, this like it wasn't an, an interview but you know the, like people from Disney were like receiving portfolios and giving feedback and that kind of thing like recruiting okay. things so we went down to London like just like out of nowhere we found out about this event and we were like okay check the next bus to London and we went and you know with our little student portfolios and you know, like trying to get oh. feedback and it, it was you know like scary and exciting but Did you know, you get I, I met someone from Disney so that was like uh, one of the highlights of the oh, whole cool. thing. Uh, we didn't get the jobs obviously but we got like feedback from the animators at that time uh, well the one that interviewed me was working on um, Wrecking Ralph So it was super exciting to meet someone, you know, that was working on a a project like this. So, and I remember he told me, do you want me to treat this as a job interview or do you want like the feedback? Because if it's a job interview, it's going to be like much harsher, you know. Okay. And like, no, just feedback is fine. Feedback is fine. And it was so like... I don't know, enlightening, you know, he was like, okay, you have to work on this and this and that. And I think your strongest skill is this one. And he showed me like some of his work and oh, it was like so amazing. So that was the closest I got, but oh, still, nice. that was That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but still it was great. And it was like, we, we didn't even plan it, you know, we just like, I don't even remember how we found out about this thing. But we were like, okay, find a boss, let's go now. Yeah. We registered, <laughs> we just went. And it, I remember we waited like for hours uh, in this like tiny room, just sitting there with our CDs and our portfolios, you know, like, yeah, back in the day, we still use CDs to store information. And we were, were there just, other? Like, there, and I remember my hands were so sweaty and I was so stressed. Um, but anyway, it was a, like a, a great experience. Um, so, yeah, speaking about, you know, like studios and bigger studios and all that, uh, I know that you work in a studio right now, but would you say, uh, what would you say are like the pros and cons of working freelance and working at a studio? What do you prefer? You've been on both sides. So yeah. what's so, your opinion on that? So I'm currently, even though I'm working with a studio, I am still freelance, but I'm 
hired on like a fixed term contract. Um, so yeah, I think there's pros and cons to both. Um, yeah, I, I think it depends on your where you are in your life and where you are in your career, like which one is better suited to you. So I'd say for freelance, the pros are, um, you know, you're more likely to get a bit more variety in the kind of work that you do because you're not fixed to one studio or one kind of direction, I suppose, that they're going in. You can kind of pick and choose a bit more about who you work with and what projects you take on. A con would be, you know, obviously sorting out your own taxes, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, th- I mean, I think for me personally, I like, like when I'm concentrating, I like to have like quite, you know, my own music on and just be in my own little bubble. So working from home, I, I quite enjoy. Um, so I was doing this before the pandemic happened. So I feel like I was quite suited to <laughs> lockdown life. But um, but on the flip side of that, I feel like there are times where I do miss sitting next to a colleague and just saying, you know, do you mind checking out my work or... I think sometimes you can problem solve a lot faster, obviously, if you're physically right next to each other. Um, it's much harder to do that via Zoom or something, you know. So, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> um, and I guess co- pros and cons for working at a studio. The cons, oh, sorry, the pros would be, um, you know, I guess you've got a fixed kind of position there. So, you know, you don't need to go out and seek work. Um, so it offers security, you've got, you know, predetermined holidays, sick pay, all that kind of stuff. Um, the team atmosphere as well as, you know, that's something I occasionally miss. But I think, you know, being a freelancer, you can also have that as well. You know, you might have a co-working studio space. There's pros and cons to both. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get what you mean. Like be, before I, I got into the uh, teaching position, uh, I used to work like freelance. Well, we... I like kind of like founded a little studio with a friend, um, but it was very stressful for us because like get the process of finding the clients yeah. was like uh, because one month maybe we have had like a big project and you know big pay and we were like feeling good, but then maybe you don't find anything for the next two months and you're like. Ah! yeah so so that kind of thing is uh, stressful but yeah you're right you can be selective with your projects and you know never get bored because every every time it's different and a different client and different things but yeah like the kind of security that a fixed position gives you like for mental health Mm yeah yeah it's it's good but i also enjoy like working on my own as well i i don't know but yeah, that's it. one of the good things of this uh, industry, and, and I've seen it with the students as well, is that I think animation is like very, um, well, adaptable in a way, like we can yeah. work from home like with no problem. And most of the classes as well, you know, we can take like online because everything is mostly computer based. So we don't have like much problems with that as uh, in contrast with other uh, disciplines, you know, like architecture i see that they're struggling because they need their workshops and they need to be building things and but for us in digital art like it's been like smooth uh, as smooth as it can be you know i think we're lucky in that regard but so yeah so it's it's good that you're still having like your your projects on the side yeah yeah no i'm I'm definitely really lucky and I, i think you know you kind of touched on it there i think the animation industry has slightly not benefited but 
lockdown hasn't impacted it as much. And I, I feel like a lot of, you know, people who are, have kind of turned to animation because they know that, you know, it's something that's still up and running. And, you know, for example, like a live production might now turn to be like, oh, can we make this advert in an animation form rather than, you know, going through with a live production. So I think it, it's been a weird time. I, I feel like, yeah, I, personally, I've been particularly busy, you know, and I feel like queries have, queries have increased. Um, and I think that's just purely down to people kind of looking at animation as a medium that they want to use, obviously, within the pandemic. So, yeah, it's been a, a strange, a strange time. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's been really weird, but it has some good things that come out of yeah. it, right? Yeah. Uh, well, for me, uh, you know, one of the, the best things that I've found when, you know, within this working scheme is that I don't have to be stuck in traffic for an hour every morning. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I do miss my colleagues. You do you know, not find the. Contact, but, one thing I've found is uh, even though I'm saving the time from a commute, I, I somehow managed to fill that time somewhere else. And I'm like, where is this time going? I should have, you know, an extra hour and a half. But I've somehow, yeah, where does it go? So. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah, time like goes by like so slowly and so quickly at the same time if you know what i mean like 100 percent. i feel like yeah. months and days like have gone by so slowly but at the same time like days yeah i don't know it's uh it's weird like the time perception has changed so much i don't know but but yeah i've seen like a lot of artists like being like super inspired and productive you know like from every art field you know like music Musicians have been releasing albums and, uh, you know, like every artist have, has um, found a way to keep like um, work going on. So yeah. have you found any special source of inspiration lately um, during this lockdown period or how um, has it been for you like creatively? Because when, you know, like creative people have to be like on this like special mindset, you know, like, so sometimes if you're not feeling emotionally okay like you can see that reflected on your work so how has it been for you have you felt okay think, in that regard i think maybe rather than processing my emotions through my work I, I think i use it as an escape i think if i'm working on something you know during these kind of times it's like yeah i want it to be vibrant and exciting and it's almost like I've got my horse blinders on and I'm lo not looking at the outside world a little bit. So, yeah, things like um, before I was on this project, the Tom Gates series, um, I was doing things like I got involved in a co-op animated production um, where basically some people would animate like 30 seconds and then pass on their last frame to the next animator. Then they would take that what? first frame and then animate 30 seconds. So then at the end of it, it was all stitched together. So things like that, that was kind of like a bit of an escape from the craziness. It's sort of what I looked out for. Um, yeah, because I, I think if I processed like how I was feeling, it would just be like depressing, sad and scary kind of <laughs> animation. So yeah, for me, I yeah, I want animation to escape and 
And also that's one of the reasons I love creating animations because I want to provide that escape for someone else. That's I think that's one of the advantages like for animation like in comparison to like live action that you can create your own universes and and there's like no not even like physical uh laws you know you can like just make your universe the way you want it and select everything and create like this alternate um place you know to to go to and to escape so that's that's really great and you know this project you're you're working on it sounds amazing but uh, i i know that you've worked on like several uh, super interesting projects you know like um your tenants ad and stuff for the bbc and that geo so what what's like your favorite one or what has been like the most challenging project that you've worked on so i think most challenging is quite a difficult one to answer because i feel like every project has their own sort of unique challenge. And because motion graphics is so varied, it's never typically the same kind of challenge that you have, if that makes sense. So um, yeah, I feel like every project has had a slightly different, um, you know, challenge thrown my way. I mean, for example, the Tom Gates series was, you know, we were started that in a pandemic. so managing that amount of data and information between us all was quite challenging just like the technical side of it all like how do we transfer files like what do we use to manage this but I mean thankfully we got a pipeline in place and everything was working smoothly but definitely the first month or two was a bit like uh (laughs) what are we doing what now my favorite project Again, that's, I, I love so many projects for so many different reasons, but I think my favourite one was um, the music video for Divina and the Vagabonds, uh, the mm-hmm. single Devil Horn. So, uh, yeah, it was so much fun because I had been a big fan of their music for so long um, and I saw they were writing a new album. So I just I sent her a little message like, hey, I really like your work. Here's some of the work I've done in the past. You know, I'd love to work with you at some point. So please consider it. And I didn't think she would say yes, but then, yeah, she was like, yeah, you know, I'm writing this new album. What do you think of this song? And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, This is actually happening. Oh my God. Yeah. And I feel like both of our kind of like styles and influences were on the same page. So it was just such an easy process from start to finish. Um, I feel like every kind of concept I showed her I was like what about this she was like yep I love it go for it so yeah it was just super easy the song was really good fun and I think that is my favorite but also oh, I song. think sorry there's a a man screaming out of my window <laughs> trash you know that this is part of the Mexican folklore like when the trash man <laughs> screams out the window to let us know it's time to get it out so wait a second (laughs) (laughs) this is really distracting it happens a lot during my classes and it looks so embarrassing Um, I know you're here (laughs) have you got your trash ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll take it out tomorrow. It's fine. Cool. But yeah, that's uh, 
something very very mexican we have like people screaming things all day long yeah not only the trash man it's like sellers you know like yeah, yeah. it's like the ice cream truck but for everything you have like you know, right. tamales, whatever so yeah, that can be annoying in this like working from home scheme <laughs> but sorry about that andres you have to put that out uh so where was i oh yeah the, the music video no that the the song is brilliant you know before you worked on that project i hadn't uh listen to them at all but but i love this song. i love that style like you know like the vintage yeah. kind of vibe so yeah it, it was great and that was the one that you um got into the scottish short film festival right yes so yeah that was such a surreal experience because um the scottish short film festival um came along i, I saw it promoted on facebook and a few people who were organizing the event I had met through uh, an event called GMAC Cafe Flickr. So that's like a, a monthly open mic night for people who uh, make short films. Um, I don't know if you ever went to it when you were in Glasgow. No? No, no, no. This is the first time I've ever heard of it. That sounds great. It, really good fun. So a group of people get together. Everyone shares like a short film that they've made. And then there's a, a mini Q&A you know, question and answer session with the director. Um, so I, I brought Devil Horns along to this and it was it got a really good reception. Um, and it, it was just so nice to connect with people. Um, I, I feel like sometimes animation is quite an isolated thing when you're working in, on your own project. You know, you don't have the same kind of team support like what you would in a film production. So it was just nice to connect with different people and sort of say, this is my skill set and I could work alongside you. Um, so anyway, a few people who were kind of organising that also run the Scottish Short Film Festival. Um, I'd seen it promoted and I thought, I'm going to throw devil horns in there and just see what happens. And um, yeah, I ended up, I got nominated for Best Music um, and then I won the award uh, at the, the ceremony and it it was slightly surreal because COVID at this point was at f in full swing it was like a kind of digital award ceremony so I was sitting at home with my partner on the couch with you know some bubbles like yay <laughs> but it would have been nice to have been physically with everybody and sort of celebrate properly and stuff like that so um yeah no I'm, I'm super proud to have been a part of it it was really good fun and you should absolutely search some of the films that won awards. I'll send you like a link or something to some of them because they were so funny. Um, I, I can't remember the names of them off the top of my head. There was a great one that was all in Gaelic. It was so good. Yeah, you know, I watched some of them. You sent me the link while the festival was, was yeah. on. And, but, but there were so many that I couldn't watch all of them. But I remember one about a mermaid. Oh yeah, that was so good. Yeah, the last mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that that was good fun. And oh, what else? Well, I don't remember now, but 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 yeah, I watched like three, and of course I watched yours in a like yeah. five times. Uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was like so so good, and I watched it recently again. So no, brilliant work. I I, I really Thank love you. it. You should be really proud of it. Yeah, yeah, but, definitely. Congratulations. But yeah, it must have been weird, like the ceremony, like from from home. 
But, but you know, it, it was good that it was like in this format because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to watch it. That is true. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, so it was like a more international thing. So that, that, that yeah. was good. But yeah, ceremonies and parties are, are, are missed. You know, and I, I can see that with, with the poor students, you know, like they had the, their graduation ceremony as well in a digital format. They, they send them like the, a package with their, I don't know the word in English for that, for like the graduation hat. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Does it have a name, it like a specific name? Yeah. Um, does it? Let me just check. I can't remember. Well, that... And their diploma, but you know they were all, all like sitting at home with their parents with, with their champagne like that, just like staring at a screen. Oh. So yeah, that kind of thing is like kind of sad. A, a mortar board hat. <laughs> <laughs> I it's one of those words that is in my brain, but I just I always forget that's what it's called. That's such a weird mortar board hat. Wow. There you go. Mortar board. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> wasn't in my brain for sure <laughs> but anyway one of those they, they well at least in the university i work at they they did nice. that they send the students you know like a little parcel with a with a hat and yeah. their diploma but still it's a bit sad but well we'll we'll have the time to celebrate all, all our accomplishments and yeah definitely so hopefully so, but but it, it's still a night to remember for you, isn't it? Yeah, Even definitely. though you were at home. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it was just a nice sort of conclusion to the experience the of the music video. Um, yeah, it was just such a fun thing to work on, and then to have that kind of at the end of it all was like, ah, oh. yeah, it was just an all round really good project. And um, yeah, and I'm super proud that it won the award. So yay. Yay! That's oh, it, amazing. I don't know if I'm allowed to. Are you planning? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to promote stuff, but go and check out Davina and the Vagabonds' music. It's so good. Yes, yes, you're allowed to promote. Yes. <laughs> no, they're they're really really nice. Well, are they Scottish? No, they're from Minneapolis in America. Um, oh. So yeah, it's kind of got an old school jazz. New Orleansy bluesy vibe to it. So, if that's up your street, then go and check them out. Davina and the Vagabonds. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, they're they're good. I was asking if they're Scottish because we have a, a Spotify playlist featuring like Scottish artists that we come across. Um, so, if you have any other suggestions uh, for that mm. playlist, that would be that would be good. I'll send you the link to the playlist as well, so you can. I'm not sure if they're on Spotify, but. Check out a group called Saltfish Forty. They're from Orkney and they're like a fiddle group, but their music is it's so good. Yeah, they're on Spotify. Yay! Cool. I'll I'll check them out. Thank you. And uh, regarding the like coming back to the to the festival, do you have like any plans on like uh, participating this year? I. Uh, I would have liked to have done, um, but just the, you know, with my current contract, I am working full time at the moment. So, um, yeah, I, I haven't had time to finish. I do have like some short films in, in production, but um, yeah, I, I don't think I'll be able to get it finished in time for the deadline. Um, but yeah, definitely I want to do more short films and more kind of narrative driven pieces. Um, 
so watch this space. Hopefully I can promote more stuff, you know, yeah, when it's finished. <laughs> what happened finish to the it. other one that you showed me, the one with the, with the wizard that you were working on? That was really... Oh, yeah. That was um, for Inktober. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did like the little series of the wizard trying to open the box. Um, so yeah, I don't know, that maybe... Was so good. <laughs> so maybe this October I might do a sequel to that I, I'm not sure but um, yeah I don't know I should turn him into a little short film or something that would yeah that'd be good fun yeah keep us posted when you have something else to show us so do. anyone in the audience will uh, put the links uh, in our social media so that you can check out Gordon's work And Gordon, thank you so much for joining us. This was really, really great. And thank you for sharing, you know, a bit of your of your work. And I I think it's very interesting because, like, most people don't know much about this field. So it was very nice. Thank you for sharing it with us. And good luck with your upcoming projects. Yeah, thank you so much, and thank you for having me. And best of luck with the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Okay, that was all for today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to check out Gordon's work, you can find a link to his website on the episode's description on our social media. This is the final episode of season one. It's been quite a ride. Thank you so much for joining us throughout these 10 episodes. It's been wonderful. If you want to join us for a chat, or if you have any ideas on what you would like us to talk about next season, please send us your suggestions to contact.standrewsmexico at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, bye-bye.